let me let me start here. Shagun, uh, man, he was right there with the the names of God. So I want to ask you this question: How many of you have ever been healed by God? Just raise your hand. All right, so you know him as Jehovah Rapha. Say my healer. You have a testimony of him being the healer, right? How many of you have ever needed something and God provided it for you? Yeah, come on. He's Jehovah Jireh, our provider, right? Uh, how many of you ever needed direction in your life? He, he's the guide, right? He, he orders our steps, he tells us which way to go. Whether we turn to the right or to the left, we hear his voice saying, so you have a testimony of that. Um, who's ever had a broken heart and he healed it? Oh, the Bible says he's near those with a broken heart. So, so we're experiencing God. We've experienced God in our lifetime. How many of you have ever not known who you were and you needed him to tell you who you are? You needed an identity and he gave it, come on. He's the father, right? He imprints his identity upon us. <laughs> How many of you were ever angry and you needed God to, to defend you? <laughs> we didn't take vengeance in our own hands, but he defended us, right? Because the Bible says vengeance is mine, says the Lord. Like, like he can repay and take care of stuff way better than we can. So you've experienced him as your defender, right? Amen. Have you ever been lonely and he put you in a family? He brought you close. How many were in bondage and he set you free? Amen. Come on. These are all testimonies. Yes, come the on. testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Yes, come on. It's the spirit of prophecy. You know, in Exodus 3, I'm not going to read it, but I wanted you to go there so you can read it in your own time. We will, we will read 2 Corinthians 3 in just a moment. But in Exodus 3, God is telling Moses, I'm going to send you. And you're going to deliver my people and you're going to do all this stuff. And he's like, that's great. But when I go to them and I tell them, hey, the God of your forefathers sent me, who am I supposed to tell them you are? Who do I say sent me? And what y'all know this, right? What did God say? Tell them I am sent you. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. All right, listen up and we're going to have, I don't know how today's going to end up. So I'm starting here. Wherever we go is wherever we go. I have some prophetic words I may read here in just a moment, but I wanted to start here specifically. God will announce to us who he is, but most often he just says, I am whatever you need. And as we go through life, as we experience things, as, as we live and are wounded and have victories and failures and all this stuff, we discover along the way who he is in the, in the space that's filled in, the I am, okay? Because sometimes the person next to you needs to know him as the provider, but you're doing really well right now. But you need to know him as the comforter, right? He is what you need in the moment. He's exactly what you need right now. He's not, he's not a distant, faraway God. He's a personally present God. And he's, he's not even rigid in the way he reveals himself to people. I love that God doesn't just have one way in which he reveals himself to us. I love that he finds our unique personalities and the things that mean something just to us, and he does it. Weird little things mean something to me. When, when it happens, I know it's God. Like, oh, God, thank you. Like this morning, um, 
Josiah is sending me a text, and I'm reading the text as Jason's saying something to me, and Jason and Josiah said the exact two words, it is, or it's fine, it's fine, that's what you said, it's fine, and I was like, that is just really weird, Jason, that you and him, I'm reading it as you say it's fine, and when that stuff kind of happens to me, I'm like, the Lord's telling me I'm really that close. It's just a sign for me. Like, I'll be driving down the road listening to the radio, and I'll hear a word, read it on the sign. I'm like, oh, cool, God's here. Of all the signs I could have crossed right in that moment, I crossed that one, and all the radio stations and all of the words that could have been spoken, it happened at the same time, and it's God saying, hey, I'm in your present, I'm in your future, I'm all around you. I'm present with you. And I really want you to know that today before you leave. Wherever you are, whatever you're going through right now, he is a personally present God. I know Violet was saying that she was asking the Lord for a sign. She pulls into the parking lot this morning, and she's like, there's, there's two bluebirds, right, the blue jays, cleaning themselves in the, in the puddle. And I was like, oh, have you seen the shack? She's like, no. So no one tell her. She hasn't seen it yet. She has homework. She's got to go home and see what that sign, that was such a sign from God that you're going to discover. And, and I love that God sometimes sends us on an adventure. It's like a treasure hunt. And he'll tell us one thing, and it piques our curiosity Have you ever had that happen? God will say something to you and it stirs up curiosity and you're like, what did you mean by that? And then it leads to another truth and you're like, oh, okay, what did you mean by that? And then it takes you on a journey into his heart. He could have just told you, he could have just told me right in the beginning, everything, but he loves the adventure. He loves to see you and I discover things. Proverbs 25 verse two says, it is the glory of God to conceal or to hide a matter. It's the glory of kings to search it out. There is something that happens when you and I feel the call of God's spirit and we say yes and we take a step into the unknown. When, all, when we all said yes to Jesus, we didn't know what we were saying yes to. We just knew, okay, it's got to be better than where I'm at right now, but I have no clue what this means. And for those that have been on the journey for a long time, you had no idea that it would have been like this, right? How sweet it is to go on the adventure and go on the walk with Jesus. He loves to entice us into these adventures. He loves it when we're like little children and we have a million questions. Not questioning him, but a thirst for what journey am I on? Where are we going today? What does this mean? What did you mean by that? I love that you'll see as Jesus is teaching, a lot of times he would do something or a sign or a wonder would happen and the people would look at them and look at themselves and say, what does this mean? It was the curiosity of God saying, come closer. He's like pulling us in because it's God's, it's God's glory to conceal things. It's our glory when we search them out. And there's something that happens when you and I are willing to go on that adventure with the personally present God into discovery. Amen? And when you find all the different variations of God, I love how Revelation paints this picture. And it says there are all these angels and seraphim, and they're flying around around the throne of God, and, and they've got six wings, and two they cover their eyes, and, and two they, I don't remember, and two they're flying around, right? They cover their feet, and the two they're flying around, and they're saying to one another, holy, holy is the Lord. And then, and then it paints the picture that they shout to one another, and, and years ago, I was, I was thinking about this. I think this is really what's going on. I think they're looking at God, and they're saying, oh, have you seen this part of God yet? He's holy. And they're like, oh, yeah, you haven't seen over here. He's holy over here, too. And we're seeing the manifold expressions of God. Like, there, there's, God is just so big. 
but we could not possibly understand how amazing he is. And there's something that happens when you and I get the, the thankfulness and the adventure in our heart and we discover, oh, God is the provider. Woo. I knew he was a comforter, but hey, he's the provider. You, he can provide for you. Oh yeah, well, you have a broken heart. He heals the broken hearts over here. Look, he's that too. And this is the adventure we're on with God. Searching, finding the deep places. He's absolutely personally present. So whenever you're like, well, who are you, God? He says, I am. I'm whatever you need. I'm everything that you need. There is no lack in God. Like, well, we don't, I don't have enough wisdom. I don't have enough money. I don't have enough fill in the blank. God has everything that we need. He has an unlimited supply. Amen? Second Corinthians chapter three. I'm going to read from the message translation. So it's, it's just a little more poetic. It means the same thing. Just for today, I'm going to read from here. So second Corinthians three and it's verse seven. We'll start there. It says the government of death, which is speaking of the old Testament. All right. The old covenant, the government of death, its constitution chiseled on stone tablets had a dazzling inaugural. (laughs) In other words, it started with this beautiful uh, experience. It was grand. It was awesome start. And it says, Moses' face, as he delivered the tablets, was so bright that day, even though it would soon fade away, (laughs) that people, the people of Israel, could no more look at him than stare into the sun. Oh, come on. He's talking about the old covenant the covenant of the law, right? And he's saying, man, it was so beautiful, but it faded. Just like Moses' face when he came down with the tablets, it was beautiful. They couldn't even look at him, but it faded soon enough, right? And he's saying, if that old legislation, if the old law, if the old way that we knew God was dazzling and beautiful, then how much more dazzling than the government of the living spirit? Come on. He's not saying... Um, that the old didn't have glory. He's just saying that the glory of the latter house, the glory of the latter covenant is greater than the former. All right, y'all stay with me. Verse nine, it says, if the government that brought condemnation was impressive, oh, come on. If that was oppressive, how about this government of affirmation? Bright as that old government was, it would look downright dull alongside this new one. Are you all right? If that makeshift arrangement impressed us, how much more this brightly shining government installed for eternity? He's drawing a picture between the two ways in which God dealt with man. The old covenant, the law, the chiseled stone, the distant, the cold God versus the the God that's revealed through Jesus in the new covenant who's near, who's close, who's Emmanuel, God with us, right? It says, with that kind of hope to excite us, nothing holds us back. Unlike Moses, we have nothing to hide. Everything is out in the open with us. He wore a veil so the children of Israel wouldn't notice that the glory was fading away. And they didn't notice. Interesting. They didn't notice. They didn't notice it then, and they don't notice it now. They don't notice that there's nothing left behind the old veil Even today, when the proclamations of that old bankrupt government are read out, they cannot even see through it. What he's saying here is as they read the old covenant, the old law, the only way to understand it is through Jesus. 
The only way to understand the ways of God is through Jesus. <clears throat> Amen. Y'all good? Y'all? All right. Only Christ can remove the veil so that they can see for themselves that there's nothing behind there. Whenever though, verse 16, whenever though they turn to face God as Moses did, God removes the veil and there they are. Everyone say face to face. Face to face. This is the God we serve. Not a God who turns his back to us. Not a God who's far away from us. Not a God who only, only comes in the middle of crisis. Not, not a God who's only there in the middle of the good times. He's a God who is face to face with us all the time. They suddenly recognize us. We're standing face to face with God. We suddenly recognize that God is a living personal presence. He's not a piece of chiseled stone. I want to pause there for a moment because what, what we have done is we've invited people into a relationship with Jesus, a person, and then we, then we, have, um, we have taught them the ways of the chiseled stone, and we've forgotten that Jesus is a person. God is, God is a person. He's a personally present thing. He, he, like, he's here. He's not, do you understand what I'm saying? Like, we relate to God as if he's not a person, we even talk to him in terms like that he's not here, that he's not, that he's not relevant, that he's not close, that, that he's not someone who, whom we can be intimate with, but he is. He is someone we can know really close. He is someone who cares about every single detail of our lives. He, he doesn't just become aware of our need when we bring it to him. Some of us think that that's kind of how God is. Like, well, I have to hurry and tell him about this because he doesn't know about it. And he's like, hey, I know your needs before you even ask me. But I want you to ask me so that your joy can be made full. What's the implication here? If I bring my request before God, the Bible tells us this is the confidence that we have, that anything we bring to him in prayer, he hears us. And the confidence comes from, and if he hears us, he will answer us, thus fulfilling our joy. He's saying, I know what you need. I'm very detail-oriented, God is. He's looking at every moment of our life. Everything is woven together. He holds the world in his hands. Every single life, he's got it all figured out. Every bit of it, he's got it. And he's saying, if you'll come face to face with me, you'll see I'm a living personal presence. I'm not a piece of chiseled stone. And when God is personally present, a living spirit, the old constricting legislation is now recognized as obsolete, and we are free from it. All of us, everyone say this with me, nothing between me and God. <laughs> there is nothing between us and God. Like, oh, yeah, there is. The Bible says nothing can separate us from the love of God. Nothing past, nothing present, nothing, not angels, not demons, not height, not depth. There is nothing in all of creation that can separate us from the love of God that's in Christ Jesus. Yet we live as if something we do in a temporary life. Now, just follow with me with this, okay? We live in reaction to the stupid things we do here, and we allow those things to affect the way we approach this, this God who's not chiseled stone. 
and we come to him as if he's going to drop the hammer on us, and, we, and we, we, we don't even invite him into every area of our lives. It's like we're like, hey, I'm going to close that door. Like Jesus, like, you know, we have relatives or people come over to our house. We're like, yeah, yeah, y'all can go anywhere except for don't go in that room, right? Like that's where we shoved everything, right, before you got here. That, that's not, that God, God rummages through everything. Like, he's not afraid of our mess. He's not, like, we can't block him out of our lives. We can't say, yeah, 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 I know about that, but let's just work on this thing right now. Like, that's not how this works. God gets to determine the topic of conversation. I don't get to determine it. Remember, I have no resources in me. God is my source for everything. I have no wisdom. I have no strength. I have, no, I have nothing good to bring to the table except for him. And we, for some reason, it, it's, it's, that whole, it's that whole picture of, man, I, I would have gathered you as a mother hen gathers the chicks under her wings, but you wouldn't let me. I feel that God wants to bring us close. I feel like he wants every one of us to understand how deeply intimately involved he is in our lives that whatever chaos is going on in your life right now it's not ordained by God it's I want to say it's not punishment because we messed up it's illegal activity that he would love to take care of for us that means sickness that means relationship problems. That means financial issues. Whatever thing you can think of right now that, that you feel like is a mountain in your life that's putting a, a space between you and that person, present God, he makes war with that thing. He's at war with that thing, not with you. You're like, man, I can't break this chain. He's not at war with you over the chain. He's at war with the chain. And he will turn his attention toward anything that comes against his love, that, with, that causes his love to be withheld from us. So I don't know where you are right now. I just know that God wants you to know he's personally present. Nothing is too hard for him. We can do all things through Christ. We can make it through this. There's no mess too big. Come on. There's no situation that's out of control. I haven't dug a hole so deep he can't get me out. Like, I'm not the worst of all the sinners of the whole world, of all of them. I'm the worst one. I'm the one that's the worst. That's not how this, it doesn't work like that. And he says that if we will see him face to face and be, become set free from this chiseled stone mentality, then there will be nothing between us and God. And our faces will begin to shine with the brightness of his face. And we will be transfigured much like the Messiah. Um, our lives will gradually become brighter and more beautiful as God enters our lives and we become like him. Everyone say amen to that. Look, I've, I've, I've got stuff, right? We all have our list of things we think we're working through, right? We've kind of talked about this a little bit lately. <laughs> He's not trying to work me through this stuff. He just wants me to be a son. He wants us to be a son or a daughter. To not get so overwhelmed by stuff. We put so much pressure on ourselves. Are y'all okay? Like, I felt heaviness today all over the place. And I'm like, I want to break the spirit of heaviness. The, the best thing I know to break heaviness is to know how near God is. I can't know he's really close and remain just weighted down and burdened. Because when, he, when, I, when I understand how close he is, he takes all the burdens off of me. He takes it. He lifts my burdens. The Bible says he's our glory and the lifter of our head. Yes, 
I've, <laughs> I've heard many conversations just this week that started out with, well, we don't have this, or I don't have that, or we're lacking here, or it's been this way for so long, I'm tired of it being this way. And I'm thinking, whoa, 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 whoa. What are we, what are we talking about here? Uh, yeah, everything sucks right now. Like, that sounds like poverty mentality. Like, like I can't see an answer to any of these things. Like, we, we can't see an answer to it. Then what lie have we believed? What lie have we believed to think, well, it's just always going to be like this. We're going to have this cycle. We're going to do well for a little while. We're going to slowly drift away, and then it's going to get really bad. Then we're going to do well for a while. Why do we think that that's okay? When he has everything we need, and he is I am. And if I ever start any prayer or any gripe session with I don't have or we don't have, or, then I have believed a lie somewhere. And I have forgotten that he's my father. Come on. <clears throat> and we have to break the lies. We cannot ever th- start anything with what we don't have. <laughs> it's like, oh, we don't have any bread. Remember the whole story. Hey, wh- why are you reasoning what you don't have? Moses is like, what am I going to do? Hey, what do you have in your hands? Yeah. I, ha- I have this. Well, then use that. What do we have? We have a testimony. We have a testimony, which means we have a history with a God who invades the impossible situations of our lives. So if I approach what are perceived problems in my present and I don't bring my history with God to that situation, then I'm under the influence of a lie. But if I will bring the bread of my testimony and I will eat that testimony in front of my problems. Come on, man. You're struggling with lack right now. Well, pull a testimony of where God provided out of nowhere and tell that to your problem right now. Speak to it. Prophesy over it. Take authority over our soul. Come on. Testimony and thankfulness, they go together. It's the Thanksgiving season. I'm thankful for what you've done, Jesus. It's It's my testimony of your history and how you deal with me. All of you have them. Testimony after testimony, miracle on miracle on miracle. Come on, sing the song. One, two, three, four. I can't even count them all. Come on, right? That's our testimony. That's our history with God. Why would we live any moment away from the reality that he invades the impossible? Yes. Amen. There is not one thing he cannot do. You're like, well, I don't see a solution. He's the solution. I, I, would, I would say probably the strongest lesson I've learned over the last six months is that very thing right there. I don't have to know. I don't have to have the answers. All I need to know is, am I with him? Is he with me? Okay, I'm good. I don't even care what the outcome looks like. I don't even care what the solution is as long as he initiates it. I, it doesn't have to be according to my preference. I think I even shared this last week about the, the, the bids for the air conditioning and stuff like that. I, I would love to say, God, it has to be your will for this less, lesser uh, bid, like $300,000 less bid. I, that's got to be your will. But the way I've approached it, it's like, hey, God, 
I don't even care what the bid is. I just want the bid you want us to have. Like, this is beginning to shift the way I even pray about, about things that used to freak me out. <laughs> because I've just seen God do impossible things in, in hard seasons, and I've seen him do nice things just because in good seasons. Because he wants to. Because he's not a piece of chiseled stone. He's not distant and far away. He's not cold and he's not looking to hurt and punish. He's looking to bring sons and daughters really close to reveal who we really are. We're children of God. And when we realize we're children of God, why would we ever go back to living as orphans? You're not in need. We lack nothing. Your relationship is not in crisis. He has the solution. It's him. He wants to come face to face. Invite him to the table. That's it. And then say, okay, I'm shutting up. I've invited you close, God. Now I'm going to put my hands over my mouth. We can't contend with God. We can't advise God. That's the story of Job. Job, where were you when I created all of this? Okay, I'll be quiet. You talk. I will just do whatever you say. That's it. Who do you need him to be? That's who he is. I am. I am that I am. It's not a punch card either. Like, well, once you've used the, pro- the provider thing, it's gone. You got to learn him a different way. You, know, you, you can keep learning him as the provider, as the healer, as the deliverer, whatever you need today. I, are you willing? That's the question I hear him saying to me right now. Are you willing? Are you willing? Are you willing to surrender? Are you willing to say, I don't know. I have no solutions. Are you willing? Come on. Nothing happens in the kingdom through striving. It comes through surrender. It comes through surrender. It comes from recognizing that God is God. And and God gives grace to the humble. He resists the proud. Sometimes we have resistance in our lives because we're proud. And we haven't humbled ourselves and seen God as he is. But when we humble ourselves, he pours more grace and more grace and more grace. And grace is not the definition that we've undeserved favor. It's not just that. It's the empowering presence of God. It's where God reveals himself. And then we become like him as we look at him face to face. As he shines in us, he begins to develop his character, his nature, his face on our face. So that every problem that we look at, we're looking at it with his face shining on it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you stand? Jesus. Nothing between us and God. <laughs>
Let's pray real quick. Let me give a couple of prophetic words real quick. But Jesus, we just come to you. Hmm. Nothing between us. Come on, why don't you just talk to him? Have a conversation. Invite him to the table. Yeah, he's a gentleman. Let's sit down. Let's have a talk. (laughs) Face to face. Let me just say this. As As you come face to face him right now, leave the issues out of your mind. Leave whatever you're just, he just wants to be with you. just keep talking to the Lord I have a a list of prophetic words I don't know who they're for I'm going to give a few of them until the Lord says not to if it's for you when I say it out loud I want you to raise your hand and then just receive it okay for someone here God is going to bring revelation into a foundational spiritual truth that you already know but you need understanding like you already know it and and, and this is going to alert you because it's something you've been thinking about over the last few weeks all right if that's you that's for you someone else you can trust what god is doing right now it is a long-awaited season change that's for someone specific right now (laughs) yeah awesome praise the lord for someone else god is turning around something from five years ago He's releasing new gifts and opportunities as a result. He's going to redeem those five years. That's for someone. Amen. If you're on the Facebook or send us a message if one of these is for you as well, we'd love to follow up with you. Someone here, God just loves having conversations with you. You make him smile. Yeah, oh, that's that's specific for someone. someone here the answer to your breakthrough is not to try harder but to surrender and rest yeah don't try harder just rest surrender there's someone here I'm gonna I'm gonna take this one too for me (laughs) God will bring the things we need in life to us but the things we want must be pursued So go after the dreams he's placed in your heart. Delight yourselves in the Lord. He'll give you the desires of your heart. That's Psalm 37, 4. That's for someone here specifically that used to be very competitive and you turned it off. That's turned off the competitive. And the Lord wants you to turn some of that back on again. 
Yeah. Then there's one more quote. It's from C.S. Lewis. He says, if we find ourselves with a desire that nothing in this world can satisfy, the most probable explanation is that we were made for another world. So that's someone here. You just have a longing, a hunger for God. He wants to validate that hunger right now. Someone here, God has birthed something new in your heart. It's, it's going to require risk, great risk. God said he wants you to ask him where you should take that risk and go for it. The expression of your risk will please God. And I thought that was unique because he didn't tell, he's not telling you where to take the risk. He's just saying it's there and you're going to, he trusts you and that, However you choose to express that risk is going to be very pleasing to him. Would you do me a favor? Would you just pray for someone next to you? If God gives you something prophetic to pray over them or to say to them, do it. We believe that God prophesy, that, that God uses us and we can prophesy. He prophesies through us. Prophecy is not an old gift on a shelf somewhere. He wants us all to prophesy. Sometimes they're very specific. Sometimes they're general. Key is to just say what God is saying. you to come near God every one of us personally present God not a chiseled stone come close come close God
Father, we break agreement with lies. <laughs> we break agreement with the poverty spirit, with an orphan spirit. We are sons and daughters. <laughs> you have no stepchildren. Come on. <laughs> homework is to just invite him into every area. We Let's just pray this. This is a prayer that, that Mandy and I have been praying for probably, see, eight, 12, 14 years, somewhere in there. Nothing is off limits. Would y'all pray that with me? God, nothing is off limits. No shortcuts. <laughs> All right, I want to pray over your families as well. For Thanksgiving, I know some of you are going to be around people you haven't been around in a while or it's not always the funnest of times. We want that to be different. So God, we just thank you because you you put us in families. <laughs> and we thank you for our family. We thank you for every single one of us, the crazy ones and the and the, the fun ones, the ones that love us, the ones that have a hard time loving us. We thank you for them. And God, I ask that this week will be different. I ask that it will be a time of refreshing. I pray there will be no tension around the dinner table. God, if we have an issue with a, a sibling, I, I pray we would fix it. An issue with a parent, we would fix it with a family member that we would just take our foot off their necks and release them. And maybe we're the ones that did wrong. Maybe we can be released. God, I pray that peace would come into our homes. I pray that you would do something special at Thanksgiving. As we gather around together with family, I pray your presence would come to the table and sit with us. Mm. <laughs> I pray you would give us encounters during Thanksgiving. Divine conversations and divine memories coming up. Lord, I, I know there's a lot here that it's, it's like there's a, a weary thing that has, has a tried to attach itself. When we break it off right now, and I pray that this would be a week of rest. I just speak rest over everyone. We will not grow weary in doing good. <laughs> and we'll stop looking at the scoreboard. And we're just going to live with you. pray you have a great week. If you have your offering in person, we have buckets. We'll do that on the way out. I just want to say, um, yeah, have a good week. Don't, don't stress it all out. Enjoy it. If you want prayer for anything specific, maybe the Lord gave you a prophetic word or maybe he ministered to you. I want you to come to the front. We want to pray for you. Amen. Well, we love you. We bless you. Yeah. Thank you for being here. <laughs>